Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hello Govern the Podcast. I'm Abdullah, and with all and with me, as always, is Tom. How you doing? I'm doing all right. So, internet's in a shitstorm again. <laughs> when is this, the internet is not in a shitstorm? <laughs> like, because, cause, uh, again, people, uh, you know, there, there's going to be like a timestamp, because usually, you know, the new format of the show is like, we usually just talk about the wrestling stuff first, and then, you know, if you don't want to listen to that, I'm just going to put a timestamp of, of where we're going to, like, stop talking about wrestling, and then you can, um, you can listen from there on, but... Be for be warned that this episode's going to be another episode where it's going to be very wrestling heavy because we just got back from another from a major pay per view and you know mm-hmm. we kind of need to talk about it. So okay, again, very wrestling heavy episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Cena wins again. <laughs> but his time is now, you know. <laughs> That's I said this on the podcast. Was I right or was I right? Yeah, you you pretty much did it. Like you pretty much like hit the nail right in the head when you when you when we talked about this last time. Yeah, I said Johnson is the most ideal choice. I spoke to someone once. Said, "Oh, why can't it be Randy Orton?" I went, "Please, after the last championship run he had, and then there we go." He said, "The material you've given." I went, "For Pete's sake, the storyline they've given to him probably one of the best storylines that WWE have pulled out their arsehole in the last ten years." And again, like, people need to understand the reason they put the belt back on scene is because, again, Daniel Bryan got injured and there was nothing they could really do. Like, there was no, there really was no alternative uh, for them to, 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 you know, pull pull something out of their ass because this was the best thing that they could do because, I'm sorry, if Orton won... I would have been pissed. Yeah. I would have been fucking pissed. I think it's going to be our action anyway, Alton, because it, did, did, did you see him bust his skull open? Yeah, Jesus. He got, he got 12 staples in his head. Jesus Christ. And But, yeah, um, again, financially, it's a safe option to have him have the belt. That's the reason why he got the belt. And also, if you think about anyone else in the company, who who's ready to hold that belt? Because um, Brain Wyatt shouldn't have that belt. Roman Reigns is not ready to have that belt. And I do not want to see another fucking Alberta Del Rio run. <laughs> oh, God. That would have been... <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I, I gotta bring this up again. Why is Del Rio still getting, like, title matches? Like, why is he getting thrown in there? Like, it... <sighs> I can give you... really bothers me. It really bothers me. Well, I can give you a reason. Because it's my destiny. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the reason why he's there. He must. He must like be really big in Mexico or something. Because well, he was. Yeah, that was the thing. He was a very you know... in Mexico. Him and Sin Cara, but him and Sin Cara never got along. And then look what happened to Sin Cara. He turned into botch, boss of mania. Basically, became famous because of him. <laughs> and again, like they're. Yeah, WWE's still struggling because, you know, Rey Mysterio's no longer around and Rey's like almost 40 now and he's slowing down and, yeah. you know, it, 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 Rey... they kind of need someone else to, you know, fill in that spot. Yeah, and the Bird of is not that guy, but, you know, it's just like... Even Del Rio, Del Rio's like, like what, 37 yeah. or 36? Like, he's even even he's like pushing it right the thing, now. The thing is, Alberto Del Rio, when he came in, he was already in his, in, in, in his twilight years. Yeah, he was. He was because usually, like when you look at these guys, like usually the guys they bring in are like thirty or like twenty nine or something. 
But with him, he was like already 35 when he came in, so he's pretty, he's pretty like he's pretty old for yeah. for you know. And I guess that's why they kind of pushed him so early. Yeah, because they knew he was old and he wasn't, you know, going to be around for long. Yeah, look, I mean, I mean, again, I'm not talking about shit, shit. I'm not talking about how about the guy personally, because I'm sure he's a nice dude and all, but fuck me, is his character just the worst? He's Frankenstein's just the worst. He's Frankenstein's monster. His character is Frankenstein's monster. The WWE uh, Network shop area for generic wrestlers. Like, I remember his debut, a lot of people said that he just, a gimmick, just a gimmick slapped together from different gimmicks just thrown together to make this character. Yeah, I mean, and it's really, I'm just tired of the whole rich heel thing. I, I think that's a stereotype that's just been done to death, and it just, it's just it doesn't work. Yeah. It, it fucking doesn't work. Yeah. The last good one was probably, well, arguably, is the JBL one, even then that got stale off after its time. Yeah, I mean, it's just, Again, the the problem with the writing team is that they 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 really don't know how to do with most of these guys, and most of these guys aren't you know given shit to 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 do. I mean, look at that fucking Adam Rose guy. That's a horrible fucking gimmick right there. Yeah, should we start um, start start with the first match of the night, the Usos versus the Wyatt family? I was actually shocked that. Uh, the, the Usos won because I thought that the Wyatts were going to win. Yeah, maybe they might win. Um, they may win it at SummerSlam because I think that would be a bit more of a big impact if they win it at SummerSlam. There is that money. No, no, a, g- a good match, good match. Yeah, I really liked yeah, it. But, you know, I, I just felt that the hype basically they didn't really capitalize on the hype after payback. That was the problem. Yeah, because they were like building them up, and it's like, oh, you know, these guys are you know starting a little mini feud, but. They didn't cut promos on each other. They just they they just had like random matches on Raw and SmackDown, and that was it. That was the feud. Like yeah. it's like because that's one of the things that bugs me about wrestling. It's like if you're gonna do a feud, have people cut promos on each other, please. Uh, oh yeah, little promos even before the start of the match, or probably in backstage segment somewhere. Or you you, you need something, or in ring, out ring. It's just it, it needs to be built up. This, on the other hand. This is why the tag team title division not doing that well because they're not giving any of these wrestlers promo time to cut promo. Also, I'm getting fucking tired of the same fucking tag team matches over and over again. I'm sorry, but why are we watching Goldust and Stardust versus Rybaxel again on pay per view? We uh, just saw this match on Raw. We just saw it on Raw. Yeah, that that's to me looks like more like a filler match, but. I feel sorry for Cody because, but I will give the guy credit. He does know um, when, when when they give him a shitty gimmick, he does work it really well. I give him credit for that. But well, again, he, considering who his father is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like all all, all the roads seem to be getting gives shitty gimmicks, and surprisingly, a lot of them seem to work with it quite well. Also, people need to uh, kind of forget that the reason Dusty wore those polka dot uh, outfit was because he wanted to stand out from the other guys. Yeah. So that's why they gave him that. He even made a joke about his, his Hall of Fame induction speech when he basically pulls out a hanky and it was the it was black with yellow polka dots on it. <laughs> uh, uh. But I mean, it just the match was just filler. Like, cause, cause I'm sorry. You know there there has to be like the tag team division is struggling again because you know sh- the shield is no the shield is no more 
You only got the Wyatts and the Usos. And, and you broke up the time prime. You broke up the time time prime players. Yeah. So, so you're already in trouble because you already broke them up, and they were they're a massive tag team, and you know. When you break them up, it, it you know it becomes like less and less, and you know Shield broke up, and you know what was it? The one of the lost Matadoras guys got injured on at a yeah. house show. Oh yeah, three MBs gone. Yeah, <laughs> so it's they're really struggling. Like, and I like I really want to believe that. You really. I I it just it's it's really hard for me to talk about this because like. I want to like the tag team division. I really do, but fuck me, they're not giving me anything to work with. I'm sorry. They need to bring over that tag, that luchador tag team team over um, NXT because they're pretty good. Also, yeah, because the, like the Egyptian you, you team see, as well. Yeah, yeah, you, and you see uh, NXT, and they they got better tag teams on there, and I'm like, why can't these guys be up on the main roster? You know, because it because it's not their time. <laughs> But um, yeah, um, so yeah, the second match, the um, piss break break was quite early on. Which one? Um, Paige versus Naomi. Oh, <laughs> I actually thought you were talking about something important there. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, but, yeah, but that we just know that eventually AJ's gonna AJ Lee's gonna come back. They're gonna put up against Paige because the thing is they're pushing Paige as this like. Was it Abyss establishment against Divas? Well, have have you seen Raw? Though I haven't seen, I've seen bits of it, but what's happened? Because I heard they brought um, back. Uh, AJ came back and won yeah. the belts. Oh, <laughs> I think I think I've gone to the toilet by then. <laughs> I, I, I I did just say this is the piss break. Oh god, it's just well, I didn't watch it because it's a fucking divas match, and and quite honestly, I think Paige is too way too fucking talented to be put in a ring with Naomi of all people. Yeah, just out of quick curiosity though, why the hell um, Adam Rose um, was put in a match with Damon Sandow? Because fucking filler, <laughs> that's why. And second of all, who the hell Dame Sandown pissed off in the WWE? Because he said she's turned into the Miz. <laughs> no, seriously, he's sworn the same category: the Miz, Zack Ryder, Dolph Ziggler. Oh god, he must have pissed someone off. Yeah, like backstage because usually they don't. Because usually, like, because usually with WWE, they're like more lenient with their talent. They're yeah. not like that. They'll push you, but if you fuck up, even in the 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 small with the smallest thing, yeah. you're gonna get your ass handed well, to you. Well, again, look look at uh, most recent example I can give is probably Jack Swagger was was a prime example just before WrestleMania because he, he look he was going he was booked in strong to win that title at that WrestleMania, and he basically fucked up with the whole like drug and driving thing and um, basically WWE has buried him. <laughs> it's like we're gonna give you one more chance. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. You fucked it up. Well. Shit. <laughs> and also, speaking of people who basically need to fuck up and go back to NXT or not should be on the main roster, is Rusev. I... 
How many episodes have I talked about Rusev now? Because I feel like I I'm think... fucking fitting myself. Okay, I've, we're just going to sum this up in a nutshell. Well, I'm pretty am anyway. Dangerous in the ring. Big, uh, B- Biggie Langston, not the best opponent for him. Um, one thing he has going for him is that Russian chick. And by the way, everyone knew he was from Austria-Hungria, so you're not pouring the white, um, the wall over anyone's um, eyes there. So let's move on to um, to probably which I consider the best match of the night, which is the um, first Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, fucking... Did you see that suplex from oh. the top rope? Oh, he took yeah. that, like... He like took hurt. that like a he looked, he took that like a fucking champ. Yeah, Steph Rollins. I can just understand why they want to push this guy. But oh yeah, because like he he sold me on him on him and, and Dean Ambrose. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I reckon he's going to win the title off John Cena, and then they're going to build up Roman Reigns to let him face him at some point. No, I what they're trying to do here is like what what I don't like is that he just won the briefcase as to make it like a a thing between him and 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 Reigns and not Reigns uh Ambrose. Yeah. Cuz um, the plans are for now is like cuz cuz they're going to bring back Lesnar and they're going to have Lesnar face Cena and he's going probably going to yeah. win the belt. Yeah. And would that be linked online by Amazon Yeah, 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 so you know. <laughs> Trust Amazon to link that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, because, again, it's like, oh, hey, by the way, here's the new SummerSlam poster. Well, you just spoiled your fucking main event yeah. for that. <laughs> but uh, this is my prediction on it. Basically, jo- uh, John Cena wins his match, whoever it is. Steph Ro- um no, no, okay. This is either going to go two ways. John Cena's going to be the champ. Brock Lesnar's going to challenge him. Brock Lesnar's either going to beat John Cena. Then Steph Rollins will come out and cashes in the briefcase. With probably with, with the help of Randy Orton and Kane, and probably Triple H being the special guest for free. All Johnson is going to get beaten. Um, all Johnson is going to win his match. Going to be in a, in a hell hell of a terrible state. Then Steph Rollins is going to come out and basically win win the belt. I can see Lesnar winning the belt, but I can't see them like keeping the belt on him. No, I, I reckon he win it on the night, and then he's going to lose it. Yeah, I can imagine because it's like, why would you put the belt on Lesnar of all people? Because, I mean, I understand that, I mean, he's going to win. He's going to fucking win. Because think about it. The only guy who, 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 who he has not beaten is Cena. Yeah. So, well, you know, yeah, yeah, again, and, you and he's going to do it. You've got to feed Brock Lesnar's ego, you know, because um, him beating the Undertaker's streak is not enough. <laughs> of course, you know, you got to have him beat Cena, have him win the belt. Yep. Fucking... I don't. I don't even know what the fuck they're doing with him anymore. Cause, yeah. cause, you know, I know a lot of people gave Rock shit when he won the belt, but you know what? Rock, yeah. d- Rock, is a much better worker than than Lesnar. And also, he has a lot more charisma. And also, he doesn't need Paul Heyman coming down to the ring with him, basically talk for him. <laughs> oh uh, no, you didn't love that segment back in 2012 when he's like, "I want demands." Demands. I want my name on the show before in the Titans intro. I want to be Brock Lesnar starring in WWE Raw Super Show. <laughs> and then they actually did that, weirdly enough. Because he just could not... That promo was fucking awful. Like, he could not... <laughs> no, no. He's not a good talker. He really is not. No. And also... Um, the one match we haven't talked about, but I'm just going to say my own nutshell. Bandango looked bald. 
<laughs> he seriously did. Although I'll give I'll give some credit where credit is due. Layla looked nice in that outfit. What does Layla look nice? <laughs> she's uh, I'm just happy that after all the shit she's been through, she, she can still go in the ring because that you know after yeah. all the injuries she's been she went through. Yeah. Ugh. And thank God it was only a short match as well. It only lasted for just over three minutes. <laughs> oh but, but god! Again, yeah. and, and you know, and you know, deep down, the next season of Total Divas, there's going to be an episode leading up to this. Like that's gonna, that's yeah. gonna have Layla I'm, come up. And, and well, we are, we are, we, we are going to one thing. Rosamund Mendes going to be on television more now. <laughs> well, that's the only reason why she didn't get fired. You know that. Yeah, yeah. It's bad. Yeah, we talked about this. Talked, we talked about this. Like she. Uh, the Total Divas guys came in and say, hey, we like her. Please put her on our show. Okay. WWE's like, okay, okay, this is your last ch- chance, you son of a bitch. I can imagine <laughs> Vince just saying that to everyone. <laughs> I just can imagine just walking around the office and say, you son of a bitch. My mother just died. Well, she's a son of a bitch, too. Uh, Fun times. God, a lot, lot of filler on this pay-per-view. Notice that? It's a very predictable pay-per-view. It was, it was playing it safe. The whole card was like safe, 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 safe. You know? Uh, yeah, and and then we... Was was it that... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think pretty think, much... I think, that was, I think that was the... Uh, well, it's probably time to talk about the final main event, which is yeah. the... John Cena, I win everything, and I am Superman. <laughs> it was a decent match. It wasn't as it was because, a good match though. It just it was it was good, but the problem is like they because most of the guys involved are you know Philip. old uh, Kane. <laughs> they they were going to be limited to what they were going to do with yeah. with that stuff. Well, I mean, that, that, that's why I think they had like. Um, Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt in that match and Sheamus, you know, because those guys are, well, between the young and youngish, you know, so you're basically, it was, it was a decent match. Oh yeah, Sorrow as well, because people forgot about Sorrow. Um, but yeah, um, it was a good match and everything like that. I just, just, just thought it was a bit gutted that, what is it, um, Sheamus put in his place because Bad New Barrett is basically reconnected his shoulder injury. Yeah, they stripped him of the belt. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of shitty. Yeah, but because it's like, look, I, you know, he got injured. He, that sucks. And but goddamn, you really didn't have to strip the belt off him over a fucking shoulder injury of all things. The only problem is it's the same shoulder that they ripped when when he was out for God knows how long. Remember. Oh, God damn. And then the problem is that I know people who, of course, I used to play rugby, and I know I know a joint injury where I've seen one, and basically when you break a joint, that's, that's pretty bad because it's a recurring injury. Ongoing. Uh, God, he's going to be out for like um six months. He shouldn't be out for too long, but he basically, the problem is, every single time he's going to knock that shoulder, it's going to pop out. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's that. That's one of the big problems because um, again, I used to know someone who used to play rugby with, and every single time he had one shoulder injury, and every single time he played rugby, he got knocked in the wrong way. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you know, now I understand why they why they took the belt off him because yeah. yeah. you know. But yeah, um, again, 
who had some very good spots in this moment and everything. And also, John Cena got beat the shit in most of this match as well, and then he just surprisingly came back and won it. <laughs> well, isn't that isn't that what he do- always does? Where it's like, yeah, yeah, but, we but, know the fans hate you, but you know. <laughs> what you mean the five moves of doom, and then he basically get beaten down. Then he does five moves of doom again. The um, attitude adjustment. And then basically win the match. I can imagine he was still lying on the floor because he was waiting. He was waiting to kick out a two, still. <laughs> and, then, and then everyone just stares at him. And it's like John, this ladder match. No one needs to want to pin me. <laughs> oh god. And uh, what's what's even more funny is like uh, you know the net you know on Raw they announced that he's going to be on the cover of uh, WWE 2K15. So, and, one of the, and one of the things that bothers me is, like, I don't like the fact that they changed the logo for that. Eh. It, it, looks like, it looks like shit. Yeah, again, this is just WWE trying to put in the WWE Network logo, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just it's, it's why would the, you... You know they're trying to fade out the old logo completely. You know that, right? I know, and they always do this. <laughs> They do it slowly and gradually, and it's really painful. It's just, it just looks dumb. It, it do- doesn't look right with the 2K next to it. Yeah, it, it basically it looks pretty bad. But, um, yeah, um, so we're officially done talking about Money in the Bank, so we're going to rule now, aren't we? Yeah, because, again, predictable pay-per-view, fucking tons of filler... The only thing worthwhile is Cena winning and Rollins winning the briefcase, so and that's it. And funny, when they revealed it, basically, John Cena, Triple H, had words and everything like that, and um, and then basically he said, oh, you're going to be facing two opponents tonight, Randy Orton and Kane, which will be a tag team match with, with um, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Even after he got fired, Teddy Long's spirit still haunts the ring. <laughs> yeah. Holla, holla, holla. <laughs> it was going to be a quite a tag team match. I, I can imagine basically Triple H was standing there and suddenly like basically Teddy Long basically the soul of Teddy Long basically goes in, into Triple H's body. It's like it's going to be a tag team match and then suddenly goes over. And he's like, did I just say tag team match? Because <laughs> that's what ta- that's what happened. Like most of because think about it. Like most of the Raws we've seen this you know for the past couple of months. That all the all the matches we've had for the main event are tag team matches. For God's sake. Well, well, well. If you look at it, they had that one rule, which basically the whole title rule was just tag team matches. Remember that one? <laughs> oh God! Yeah. That was actually a good rule. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, this is basically we could talk about Teddy Long here. Basically, his his move set was basically we're going to sum it down to five things. The top three will be a tag team match. The second one will will probably be fake, uh, fake your own heart attack, and then the fifth one will basically you'll be facing the Undertaker. <laughs> With his partner, the Celtic warrior, Seamus. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, Again, it's just even after he's gone, his his impact is still there. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I can ima- I can imagine him being the one running around writing rewriting the scripts to have tag team. Or well, 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 you can imagine him just like basically just where being like breaking into the um, writing office and basically just we go over the scripts go da 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 and just walks out. <laughs> tag team match, tag team match. Oh, a tag the team match. And the, and the booker basically says, "Hang on, I don't remember booking this." God. Again, I love Teddy. I don't know why they let him go. He was awesome. Yeah, he was. 
So yeah, um, RVD um, RVD's doing his job and putting over the younger guys as per usual. Oh, I actually forgot he was still with the company. To be quite honest, yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, again, yeah, no, basically he's, he's doing his dues and basically what wrestlers should do when they basically when they're on their way out out through the door is basically put over the younger guys. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a good match, though. It was a good match. Yeah, pretty good. Um, so yeah, a pretty pr- pretty decent RAW. I wouldn't say it was anything you know right home about it. It was certainly better than fucking Money in the Bank. I'll tell you that right now, because more shit happened. So, so you didn't like the forced turn of Jack Swagger taking Jack Swagger and Seth Colton taking on Rusev. Oh, I I was taking a piss break by then. I didn't that know. Was, that was the most shameless face turn they have ever done, I would say. You know, because racism. Yeah, so this just shows the hate Russos is. And basically, Sep can be can can get the crowd behind him. And it's just... And I don't recall Jack Swagger being, being a true baby face. So, you know, but it's interesting to see where it's going to go. But still, oh, he's going to go. He's, he's already down the road with Ziggler when he turned face and he's never recovered. <laughs> no, I just can imagine him basically just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And then I'm going to get my ass handed to me at a pay-per-view. Because I'm sorry, of all the people you could have had challenge Rusev... Why did it have to be the racist dude? <laughs> so basically, you have the racist. You're having the the true American blooded person, the real America, and taking on the Russian. Be fair, this would have worked back in like I don't know, like the eighties, <laughs> when there was such a thing as the Soviet Union. <laughs> yeah, and the Cold War, but you know, not today age. <laughs> also, boggles my mind. It just it just makes me go. So you've built this character as a racist again. Let's be honest. He was supposed to be a conservative racist bastard, yeah. and that's what what got him over. Well, they did it now. All, and and now all of us. And now all of a sudden, we're supposed to root for him just because he's going up against a Russian. Fuck no. <laughs> and the other thing is, is that basically they pretty much said said this that um we again when they put. Gave this given to Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger. This thing got so huge really quickly. It got ended up on the news. It caused oh, a lot of controversy. With... It caused quite a bit of controversy when it first. Oh yeah, with, first came with, out. Uh, with, with Glenn Beck and whatnot. Yes. And, which which I think was stupid because I th- because again it's a fucking show. It's not real. No one actually believes these things. I mean, if it was real. Would you think? Because if it was real, would you think that they would give this guy a fucking microphone to say this racist shit? <laughs> you know, it's just it, it. It's just dumb. So yeah, they wanted to turn the guy who was a racist into a face. Yeah, weird. <laughs> but yeah, um. No, but thanks for bringing up that segment because I completely forgot about that because it was horrible and offensive and just why <laughs> it was cringeworthy. <laughs> well, what 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 what? Uh, could, could cut a promo there as well, which basically it was in Russian before even before saying Russo crush, and I'm just like, oh god, he's becoming the next right back. <laughs> See, yeah, it's yeah. tag division in two years' time. 
<laughs> feed me more is going to be the catchphrase that's going to take off. And the kids are going to like him. He's going to be Goldberg. Nope. No. <laughs> I think I told this story before, but it's uh, when I went to Survivor Series um, back last year in November. And there was this um, guy sitting next to me. And basically, he you could tell he was an old school wrestling fan, but he hasn't keep up to date with it constantly or anything like that. And this kid next to him, and Ryback came out, and it was during a match with Heaton, and a lot of people started chanting Goldberg, Goldberg. He's little, he, basically, he's there, it's him, one of his mates, and his son. And basically, his son turns to him and says, Daddy, well, why are they chanting Goldberg? And then, then he looked at me, and, and he said, yeah, why are they chanting Goldberg? I went, oh yeah, because they, they're basically saying that he looks like Goldberg, sounds like Goldberg, and based pretty much the same character Goldberg. And he went, oh, okay, I'll get you. And then he just looked at his son. Then he looked back to me. Then he looked at his son. Then back to me. Then at his son. And he just said to his son, it's too complicated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because Again. then, then, then you have to go into the whole financing of WCW and explain to the kid what WCW is. And that probably would take a good solid year trying to explain that to a kid. <laughs> uh, that's why we have DVD collections. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the following match was a triple threat match. No, 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 it was triple threat. Three on three. My bad. Six man tag. Whatever you want to call it. And it was... Uh, Seamus, Usos versus the Wyatt family. I didn't see that. Um, was that any it, good? It was okay. Um, basically, Roman attacks Jimmy and slams him in the head uh, on the mat. Jimmy kicks out a few times. Then Seamus gets tagged, and then it's like 10 beats and that sort of stuff. Um, it was very like, play-by-play sort of book. It was, a, it, was a, it was a good match, but the right people won the match, which was the Wyatts, so I'm happy with that. Well, again, because you know, they already lost the... The belt. They they already lost the chance to get the belt, so you kind of figured that they were gonna, you know, win on Raw. And that's kind of what I don't like about Raws after pay-per-views because they're just gonna like give you the same match on pay-per-view the next night on Raw anyway. So. So yeah. Then after that, we got a piss break. Nikki Vela versus the Funkle the Funkle Dactyls. I about to say Funkle Dactyls. And Jesus Christ. <laughs> God, it's just I, I even like I even forgot that they uh, to Nikki w- w- was still wrestling with the company. Well, the thing is with Nikki, they basically she's still around, but they have no idea what they're going to do with Brie at the moment because Patek Ray, you got to remember, she's fired. <laughs> yeah, fired yeah. in in. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And also, they got rid of um, basically they have no forty figure to interact with the divas now. Because they fired Vicky Guerrero, so it's going to most well. Well, Vicky Vicky left because she, yeah. you know, wanted to pursue other interests, and good good for her. Yeah. But at the same time, you're kind of wondering, oh shit, they don't have an authority figure for the divas anymore. Yeah, but uh, uh, the the thing the thing I liked about it, it was a, it was a good send off for her, though. That was no, that was a great send off. I think it was a very good feel good moment that WWE does not do that much anymore, and. Uh, you know, good luck to her with whatever she wants to do with her life. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, um, to to the match, um, it was a very short match. Um, but this is the thing I don't get. Um, I guess you can call the match. Um, Naomi's two moves were excited, expected. 
but they're, they're teasing this. Well, the only two moves she's got is basically like is um, a shoulder charge and the booty butt, and she has a big <laughs> booty, so that's gonna hurt. <laughs> I like I I kind of feel sorry for the trainers that have to 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 bring up these women who clearly were just brought up for eye candy and they're they're like you're gonna have to wrestle. The the thing I can give credit to Naomi over Cameron is that at least Naomi got that built of looking like a woman who could wrestle. Because we all know... Because a lot of people seem to forget where Cameron originally first came from. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. tough enough. Tough enough stone fall to you, basically buried completely and basically kicked her off. <laughs> it's kind of funny, because it's like, you, you watch that now, and you're like, stone cold... The woman you're talking down to is going to be bigger than anyone else on this fucking show. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, and that was weird. Um, that was an awful show, by the way. It, it had its good moments. Just the problem was that basically the main guy upon it, they fired like months after it, and the first, first person they kick off the show got a fucking job and still with the company. That's, that says volumes about the WWE at this state at the moment. Especially like when when it first started back in like the nineties, it was very controversial because it was like, oh, it's a, because it's not like other reality shows. They pretty much tell you, oh shit, this is a show that pretty much takes these guys and tells them how to how to fake this all all the shit. Yeah. And the other thing was, it was just the fact that basically it was during that time that whole MTV reality era as well, when it basically had had to be edgy, had to be gritty, it had to be realistic and stuff like that. Also, I I, I do love the fact face. that I, I do love the fact that um, that that in every incarnation of Tough Enough, they would have them stand in the middle of the ring and have whoever the wrestler was just degrade them and talk shit to them. Oh, do you see that video of Triple H basically degrading? Oh, he was just brutal. Basically, half the stuff he's saying, you just basically just say bullshit, bullshit. Basically, you have to work hard in the company. Bullshit, you're fucking the boss, boss's daughter. That's how you got the position you are in at the moment, mate. So I give you props for that. <laughs> and 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 here's the thing with, with Triple H. It's like I just want to, because basically what he what what he what what he said to them boiled down to, come back when you're worth a shit, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> it yeah, was like goddamn. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, quickly just going back to the Divas thing, but. I think they're going to break up the Funko Dactors because they've been teasing this bad blood thing because um, they had... Because when, when, when Naomi faced um, Paige at uh, Money in the Bank, she cheered when she lost. So they're going to get in a pointless feud. And well, like, again, the one of them, it... they're going to push the wrong diva. Oh, they're probably going to push What's-Her-Face Cameron over yeah. Naomi. Oh, yeah, they're going to push her. Because <laughs> uh, like, I watch Total Divas and out of the two of them I would say Naomi's a little a little more tolerable. Yeah. Not that much, but a little bit you know. <laughs> she's basically she's basically if you get those two girls in the class are basically both basically add uh, add a bit um naughty and a bit immature and stuff like that and basically all ghetto and stuff like that you always get the one basically goes take one step too far okay this is really basically what I'm saying Franklin and Lamar oh god 
<laughs> Naomi's Franklin and Cameron is Lamar. I know it sounds bad, but that's the way I see it. That's the most simplest way I can put it without going into a long spiel and talk about it. God, who is the one... Because uh, one of them is like married to one of the Uso brothers, right? It's Naomi. Well, you know, congrats on that, because, you know, ooh, that ass is fine. <laughs> yeah, that's not Archie. That's the only way to give him the booty butt. And my dog agrees with that as well. Well done, Archie. You have a good taste in women. <laughs> no, she's fine, and, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, straight after this, the commentary team announced the, um, we talked about this already, about bad news, Barrett, um, injury. <sighs> oh, boy. Again, that's that's just horrifying to think that, you know, you already injured yourself and then again, Christ. Yeah, and basically Paul Heyman comes out and says that his client is the number one seed. That's a very weird, weird way to put it. And he already won the Andre the, Andre the Giant battle. You, you, you remember that big deal match they made about Andre the Giant? They finally brought that up. <laughs> it's like, hey, look, uh, only a month later did you bring it up again. Yeah, and um, no, <laughs> no, not a month later, two, two months. months later, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and basically, they're basically what they indicated that Saro should be in the comment champion. And and be fair, if it's not bad news, Barrett, Saro's probably my next choice on the list. Well, they should have put the belt on him to begin with. I don't yeah. know why they had him lose that fucking... Intercontinental tournament that they had a couple well, while well, the ago. The thing is that they, they could have built up a very good rivalry between the two wrestlers. That, that was, I think that was what they were going for, but the fact that Barrett's injured now... They, again. Again. So they're going to... Basically, he's the next obvious choice. But yeah, again, I would have loved to see a Cesaro slash Bad News Barrett rivalry. That, that would have been good. It would have been good to match. Plus, like, again, he... he it kind of really pisses me off. It's like, so you get the guy who gets no reaction from the crowd and turn him face, swagger, but you get, but the guy who gets a massive reaction every time he comes on the screen, Cesaro, and he's still a heel. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's that's a very weird booking. Um, I can imagine, I don't know where they're going to go with that, because at the moment, Cesaro doesn't need Paul Heyman, um, but... I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's it's stupid. It's just stupid, stupid choice. Uh, yeah, because cause the guy can talk. He's got that accent. He's very you know. He can cut a good promo. I don't know why he needs Heyman. <laughs> He's pretty much got the three things that WWE always looked for, and that's basically the look, the ring skills, and the mic. <laughs> and my three again as well. <laughs> And uh, again, they already tried pushing him when he when uh, he first came into the company as the uh, U.S. champion, and that didn't do him any good. And I and uh, one feud he had as U.S. champion, and that was against. Ar- yeah, that was the one, one against our truth. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that I think was, it was. That was the only good feud. <laughs> and my dog's being fed. <laughs> Uh, no, but like Cesaro, I think is um is a good is is great is a fucking fantastic wrestler. He's probably one of my favorites working in the company right now, and I just don't see the need to 
to have Heyman with him because the dude's already fucking over. Like, you, you don't need Heyman to, to help him out because the dude's already fucking over. Um, he's got the look. He's got the, the in-ring skills. You know, I mean, it's 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 just... I don't know. I don't... You know, WWE booking just doesn't... I don't understand WWE booking. Like, they try building up a guy and then they fail and then they try again and it's just like... Okay, we'll try this again, you know, put the... Be- again, I'm not a... I, I don't like the fact that they're putting... going to put another mid-card belt on him, but if they must, they must, you know? If it I, gives him credibility. Yeah, I still think he's still too green to have the WWE Championship still. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying, he, like... He's you not know, ready. But yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not a big fan of them putting another mid-card belt on him because he's already an established guy. Yeah, I know, I, I know. But yeah, again, it just gives that little more, more of his mystique that basically done more in the company. That's the whole thing. And it's like, if you want to do something with a good guy who's a good talent, why not put the Intercontinental or the USA title on him? <laughs> Pretty much. Because, 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 you know, because I'd rather it be deserved, those titles to deserve to go to someone in the company rather than to be, like, a placeholder champion to have them. And I'll give WWE, uh, WWE credit. They um, they are booking the Intercontinental Championship a little bit better now than they were yeah. a couple of years ago. You know, oh, at, yeah, least it's actually, it, at least it's actually getting defended on fucking pay-per-views now, and not and, just there. And Raw and SmackDowns as well, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, speaking of Saro, um, he had a match against Kofi Kingston. That was a great match, surprisingly. Yeah, it was, and Kofi Kingston came out on top. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, Kofi won? <laughs> wow. Yeah, he yeah, basically saw him throws him over, over the commentary table as well, and then into the steps. Basically, he took a lot of bumps in this match. Yeah, like, there was a, that's why I said, like, Raw was a little bit better than um, the Money in the Bank, because they actually gave these guys more time to work. And, you know, again, like I've always said, Kofi's a fantastic talent, it's a shame that he's in the position he's in. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, be. he's been in this position since, like, what, four years now? So I still blame Evan Bourne for that. And a lot of people defended Evan Bourne, where they say, oh, no, why did they fire him? Well, he fucked up countless times. That was Yeah, that was the last time they pushed Kofi. Oh, God. Yeah. That's what I mean. Basically, because Evan Bourne... Okay, the only thing I would give Kofi credit for what he's been doing, he has he he. Be fair, he has has some great spots in the Royal Rumbles match matches. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a he's again fantastic talent, but the problem is is like he could be doing more. He's been oh, yeah. with the company since like two thousand seven, two thousand eight now. So, they gave him one push, and it was too early, and that was against Randy Orton when he had the whole legacy. Oh, thing, remember? I... You know, I know a lot of people blame Orton, but when you look at that footage, why did you fuck up, Kofi? Why did you... All you had to do was do a Trouble in Paradise, and Orton was supposed to dodge it into the RKO, but he didn't do it, and then... Oh. Yeah, and God, it, it, that, I think the weird thing is, that had... that I remember that had... Re- Reasonably good build-up as well, oddly, especially with the whole um, when we basically when you saw the sports car and everything that, and right, right, it was around the Ortons, and then Kofi basically came out and scratched it up the pieces and threw the paint over it, smashed the windows and the windmills, and I thought, okay, okay, you, you're doing something here with him. I thought it was really good, and then, well, you just said, that happened, and then WWE's like, 
Nope, no, 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 no. Because it's bad. Because, again, WWE's fine with you botching up, like, some moves in the ring, but never, never botch up an ending. Never yeah. do that. Yeah. So, how can I say this next? Next match. Curry walks in, gives chops, make cover, walks out. <laughs> Uh, I'll give I'll give them some credit. Fucking Sandow Sandow dressed up as Mr. McMahon was fucking hilarious. That was true, yeah. That that was actually quite funny. You got no chance in hell. I don't know. It always God. I again. I love Vince's Mr. McMahon character being because he's so over the top, so so just. He just nailed it. I got, I got, I got to say, this is probably the best Vince McMahon impression I've seen done by a wrestler for a long time. I think the last one who did it was Triple H, and that was pretty good. But this, this is pretty good as well. <laughs> I'm like, you see, that's funny, you know, because if you, because if you, that's what they should have done with him. They should have just had him come out dressed up as other wrestlers mocking them, because that that would have been more hilarious than fucking have him dress up like random. Fictional characters. Yeah, what, that what, fucking mag- that Magneto segment. That that Magneto segment. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It was it was funny. That's the thing. I, I, like, like I said, I think you hit the nail on the head. That should be his new gimmick. Basically, wind up wrestlers. Basically, mocking them. Their own gimmicks. Oh God, I, I want to see him to do a sorrow now. <laughs> she, with a with a bald cap. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and fake. And fake chest hair. Yes. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> oh, he's in car. He'd just, he just have to come, just step in the ring, and then boy, break his leg. <laughs> oh, you know what would be really funny? What? If he came out as Nash, and he, he steps into the ring, and he breaks his quad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Or better Del Rio, and basically constantly, in every single sense, it's my destiny. Please let this be his new gimmick, because, you know, I talked... That's why, like, I didn't, like, complain about the Adam Rose thing on, on Raw, because that was terrible, and I was ready to complain about it. I was ready to come on here and complain about it, but that that fucking Raw segment made up for the shitty gimmick that he's been given. Because yeah. it was hilarious. It's actually funny. It actually yeah. got a laugh out of me. Damien Sandow generally is funny, from, from what I can see. Like, he can pull off the comedian type of character, so, you know... Just the only thing WWE need to do is not, just not fuck it up and just do the silly stuff they did, like with, with him dressing up as Magneto. <laughs> but yeah, um, or whatever. Yeah, so Justin Roberts welcome former WWE champion to the ring, revealed to be the Miz. I was actually shocked. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> I actually forgot you were still with the company. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, basically, they talked about his whole Hollywood stick and everything like that. I, I and basically, I'm like, you know, this would have worked if he if he was like big. This give no, no. If this this gimmick could have worked if he if he had like a cameo in a movie and he played it up like it was the best thing ever. Yeah, in a main it screen. would have fucking been hilarious. That was and it would have worked. Yeah, it's just like literally, this is like a minor role. He just there for one one or two scenes, and that was it. Yeah, in a big and it would and and then and then he comes out, plays it up like the next big thing, and he's gonna be great and all that. But 
again, when he comes out making straight-to-DVD fucking movies and saying, I'm the biggest thing ever, it's not that funny. It's more sad than it is funny. So, yeah, um, should we say break the walls down? <laughs> it's like, hey, Jericho, what's up? <laughs> hey, so, yeah, I'm back here. I'm going to put over talent and be an arrogant twat. Because <laughs> I was wondering, because I follow Jericho on Facebook, and, you know, I, I listen to his podcast from now and then if I, you know, if I don't have anything to better to do with my time. And uh, You listened to the last one. He had, had Edge and Paul Abel on. That was pretty good, that one. I listened to the Drew McIntyre one. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah so, but, again, like, I, I mean, I, I like Jericho, and, you know, I'm glad he's back again, and at least this time it's more, you know... At least it was something, I guess. It wasn't anything to write home about, but at least it was something. It wasn't his best entrance, but again, it's something. Yeah, basically, it's just like, he's back, he's going to put over wrestlers, and I like him. And also, Jericho's entertaining to watch, so, you know. And also, he's funny, so I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. Probably have him put in the... Again, I wouldn't mind if they put him in, like, the Battle Royale for the Intercontinental yeah. Championship. And also, that the, the, also the fans got a reaction as well, which was good. The fans well, again, when it came out. Because, again, like I said, it was, a de- it was a decent Raw, but that crowd, man, that crowd yeah. was awful. So, yeah, so the Wyatt family was involved in it. Of course, they need someone to feud with now that they're not no longer feuding with Cena. So they gave the out- outnumber game, and so so what they're going to do? So is it going to be Miz and I don't? Is it going to be the Miz against against the Wyatt, or is it going to be Chris Jericho? Because if it's going to be Chris Jericho, I think Jericho is going to put over Bray Wyatt. Well, it's obviously going to be Jericho because why would they bring him back if if, uh, this, if they're not going to do anything with the same with the Miz? <laughs> <laughs> well, Miz, Miz has been in a rut since like what 2012 or something. Well, he's been in a rut ever since he lost the WWE Championship. Yeah, and and it's such a shame because I I said like I I am a fan of the Miz and I think that. He has improved a lot since when he first started, and I think the problem is they pushed him way too early. Yep, and WWE basically screwed the pooch on that one again. <laughs> happened with Miz, happened with Ziggler, and now look at him. Just, Jack no. Swagger. Oh. <laughs> so, so that's why like, I'm kind of scared with Cesaro. I'm like, please, please, please don't fuck up his build-up. Please just... I want him to be successful. I really do. Because mm-hmm. so, it's not... Because, again, you need to build up new stars, and you're doing a good job with with uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D., with the former yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. guys, and, you know... Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, um, the next match, Dolph Ziggler versus... Uh, speaking of Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler versus Fandango. <laughs> oh, Fandango! You used to remember his twenty, his fifteen minutes of fame where he came out and he was built up, and it's like, oh, he's gonna be the next big thing. Ah, fuck it, <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> oh. Well, his debut match was at WrestleMania. Basically, yeah, that's a pretty much sums it up. His debut match was at WrestleMania. <laughs> like uh, Jer- Jericho, you're gonna put him over in one more match? Nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> No, I'm good. And then basically, Summer Ray was in the match, and it's like elbow drop. It was, oh my god, it it was 
Because cause it wasn't really anything. It was just another fucking filler match to, to, with the Divas, and it's just like, no one cares about this, yeah. really. The, no one does. The only thing was, it was a good match between this, uh, Dolph Ziggler and Asara, but they were focusing way too much on Summer Rae and the whole Lana thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> just... Again, it's like no one gives a flying fuck, to be quite honest. It's like, oh, I didn't know Summer Rae gave that much of a shit when she was with Fandango, to be quite honest. So, yeah. Um, your favorite match, that being on for the last few weeks now. <laughs> it's a tag team match, player. Yep, go. Goldust and Stardust versus Rybaxel. Because, again, we need to see this match three more times, because, you know, fuck it. Yep, and basically the winners were Goldust and Stardust, so let's move on. Um, Paige came out and did the whole thing. with this. No, that was... This, that was, that was... this is the thing I didn't see, so what actually happened? Uh, she came out, talked about being Divas Champion, and then AJ came out, crowd goes nuts, and then she she makes a proposal. She says, oh, you beat me in, like whatever seconds, and and I want a rematch, and we're going to do it right now. And she's like, okay. Then AJ does the same shit she did, Paige did to her last time and wins the belts. Hmm. So there's nothing there. So, you know, so it's basically, say, it bas- it's basically her coming out saying, hey, you know, you've been a good placeholder champion. Now give me back the belts. <laughs> yeah, so... It was, and she and AJ kind of looks like he's a little bit more skinnier than last time I saw her. Well, um, well, 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 that's a picture of her basically jogging with CM CM Punk. I was actually surprised they. I was actually surprised she even came back because knowing that she's now married to CM Punk, I'm kind of like, what was the WWE going to do now? Well, I can imagine basically. Um, CM Punk just sitting there in his armchair and everything like that. He said, "No, no, babe, you can stay here," and he's like, "No." You're not working anymore. I'm bringing home the bacon. You can sit your ass there. <laughs> and you're going to watch my Also, also I'm getting really... I'm Again, speaking of punk, I'm getting real tired, tired of the CM Punk chance, really, guys. Oh, yeah. he's, he's He's been gone. His contract has expired. It's going to expire this month. Yeah. And he's pretty much said he's retired from wrestling and whatever. I really stopped giving a shit about him a long time ago, so whatever. Yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna wait until he blows his money, and then we can sit back to <laughs> the day. Because he's like, because I'm like, you know, you're just 36. You know, you're only like 35. You're still young. You got a little bit four more. And it was like, no, no, I've done everything I, I got to do. Well, fine, you know, I, there's nothing I can say, dude. Really. Yeah. Well, you always wanted the main event WrestleMania, but that's not gonna happen. The way you're being <laughs> a bitch towards the company. Because I mean. I'm sorry, like, I mean, Punk's a great talent, but I was never fond of his backstage attitude. He just always seems like a fucking up-his-own-ass type guy, to be quite honest. <coughs> yeah, and just, um... I, I did find it kind of weird, uh, now you mentioned this, the, the way I see this, basically, they basically play Pajos, the mirror image of AJ months back. Sort of thing, like playing a bit of a heelish sort of well, role, you know? Yeah, because I always thought that they gave her a gimmick that w- was similar to AJ, and I think that 
they put the belt on her just in case like AJ wasn't coming back. But then yeah. now that she's back, you're like, oh shit, well fuck it. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she came skipping down to the ring, and basically every single um, nerd man in in the whole arena basically creamed themselves. That's pretty much how it goes <laughs> with AJ. Yeah, but it's true. But she, yeah, God, she looked, um, you know, she kind of looked like a little bit tired. But again, well, well yeah, again, there's like the, she, she stopped, stopped going those run with CM Punk and everything like that. They've got those pictures all over the internet of her. <laughs> and it, it, that picture does make me laugh to a punk just looks like seriously you're taking a picture of this <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself you know what you fucking deserve it everything you're going to get punk by the fucking proper up no I, I mean I get I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk shit about him until he fucking mans up and actually starts talking about WWE and doesn't act like a smart ass and say oh don't talk to me about wrestling fuck you yeah considering that um, what was it on your DVD basically you said this is your lifeline your blood your sweat this is the one thing you were passionate about and you fucking walk away from it <laughs> again because I'm I'm sorry like and a lot of people gave WWE shit saying oh WWE isn't shit without punk I'm like look WWE survived when Hogan left WWE, WWE survived when Stone Cold left and they're gonna survive when when Punk left. This is what I mean. They, they survived when Hogan left. They survived when Bret Hart left. They survived when Stone Cold left and The Rock. They survived when Brock Lesnar left. So you know, they're doing pretty okay. They're still around. Just it's not like he fuck- again. Maybe in his mind he believes he carried the company, but we all know that's far from the truth. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No, no, he didn't. Well, what I mean, this is the thing with CM Punk. He was the number two guy to to John Cena. That was the thing. And for a long time, he was. And, you know, I don't know. It's a, again, um, I'm, I'm getting bored talking about CM Punk. Yeah, well, uh, again, main event. What was it? The tag team match. And Randy Orton, fuck it. John Cena. Um, no, Randy Orton and Kane versus John Cena and Roman Reigns. It was a decent match. It was a typical Raw main event. And, of course, with it being a typical Raw main event, they have to, you know, have it erupt in chaos. Because, you know... And you can't have a commentary. Beat. Yeah, and then what was it? And, oh, that oh, that ending pit kind of pissed me off. Where it's like, Rollins comes out with the briefcase, and he's like, is he going to cash it in? Is he going to cash it in? Fuck no. No, they're just going <laughs> to fucking tease that shit. <laughs> but yeah it's really bad it was a good match but it was such a shame it was just a throwaway match with a DQ finish yeah and I had to mention that fucking ending kind of was like yeah WWE I know what you're trying to do you're trying to get ratings with this shit and you're trying to put have people go on Twitter crazy but it's like you already spoiled it you already like when when fucking when the when the show opened the, Triple H was like you're gonna have a match at, at Battlefield Orton uh, Kane and Sheamus for the title. Yeah. So you already knew. <coughs> so you already knew uh, Rollins wasn't gonna cash in if they announced the fucking main event for Battleground this early. Yeah, and also as well, why, why for the love of God, um, they uh, basically they're building up this feud with Roman uh, Reigns. Do. Do we really need to see a Roman Reigns versus Triple H match? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, I will only watch 
let it let it happen only if Triple H put over over Roman Reigns, which I think he will. But you know, the match is going to happen. He will, but but it's like, why would you know? Why would he go from you know? Like, why would he go from guy from the the Shield to um, fighting Triple H? That makes no sense. That that just uh, I, I uh, just you know what's going to happen. Roman Reigns is going to end up facing Steph Rollins for the WWE Championship. We know this is going to happen. So what they're going to have to do? They're going to have to build him up a bit more, and basically going to have to be a bit of filler. And I think facing Triple H's mind is where you know what? If I put him over, he's going to be the man. No, it isn't. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah, remember the last guy. Up. You remember the last guy you put over? Yeah, he's injured. So. <laughs> yeah, again, this is this is um, Triple H, and in his mind, he defined the Attitude Era, <laughs> as his wife constantly keep reminding us. And I wouldn't be surprised if he wrote that into the scripts, because <laughs> isn't his wife in charge of creative di- um, creative writing? I can imagine that being the title of his autobiography. What? Five years down the line. What? I, I define the attitude error. <laughs> Quoted Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> but yeah, do you find it funny that the way they announced Stephanie McMahon is like the principal owner? And then when they got Vince McMahon there, they say part principal owner of WWE. <laughs> I'm... Up? Or just me? Oh, no, I did not pick that up, but I know deep down in his mind, he's like, yeah, that's what they're saying, but you know he's like, bitches, I run this shit, you're nothing. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm fucking the boss's daughter, so, you know, I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Well, so that was Raw, and that's pretty much all the wrestling talk. I mean, we know we went a little bit overboard, but... You know, this recording problems and yeah. whatnot. <laughs> this is what happens when you talk about wrestling. It's basically you have to go in such detail on the sort of minor thing, and also because we're wrestling fan, we have to nitpick about everything, blame everything online. You know, Cause, cause also, not is... a, I'm, also, I'm not a big fan of the gold briefcase. It looks kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like um, someone took the previous briefcase and basically just painted it gold. It's just like gold. Gold just probably nicked it. Just before they had the match, he basically repainted it, and basically to see Prince Man say, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> I knew those roads were odd. Uh, anyway, that's pretty much it. I'll probably put a timestamp, and like I said, uh, this episode is going to be probably be a little bit longer because you know we recorded the first part a couple while ago, but then Tom had to leave, and then he came back, and you know. So that's that's what that's the reason why this episode kind of feels a little bit disjointed. So, you know, the magical of editing, <laughs> magic. Um, I'll put a timestamp when when the episode's finished editing, and I'll you know skip to that one if you want to skip the wrestling talk. But anyway, um, moving on, we're finally getting an air date for the new Doctor Who, and I'm excited. Is it weird for me to say this because I'm. A- Huge Doc Two fan, and I'm really, really not caring. Why? I don't know. It's just like BBC being very lackluster, and also Stephen Moffat's still the showrunner, and I'm just like, oh boy, what's gonna happen? 
oh no, you're bringing back the Daleks. You're going to write them shit as you always have. Uh, I'm again. I'm just excited because we get more stuff, and because uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but after that fucking Christmas episode, I'm just like, I I don't want it. I want something to redeem this, and I and I do like Peter Capaldi, and I want to see his run, you know. Yeah, and also, did you see the teaser image that got got posted up? Which one? The Cybermen are going to be back in this. And they... hey, are you going to write them not not like shit? Because, uh, you know, that's that what you've been doing. Nightmare and Silver. This is the one thing I don't like about Moffat is that it's obviously you can tell it. It's that basically writers write their shows. And because he's a showrunner, he believes that basically everything has to flow in the way he wants to. So he no, rewrites he didn't even, he, didn't, he, he, oh, God. Because I was shocked when I, was, when I saw that Neil Gaiman wrote fucking Nightmare and Silver. And I'm like, Neil Gaiman, he was, he's, a good, uh, he's a good writer. How... Probably someone rewrote it because this is this episode was a mess because I fucking hate that well, episode so much. Well, that that episode was very poorly produced as well. You can tell it was like really because because what he wanted to what Gaiman wanted to do and uh, again this is for all the Doctor Who nerds out there. He wanted to explain why the Cybermen from the from the 2005 series are you know different from the original Cybermen. He wanted to explain in bring back the original Cybermen, the OGs from the uh, classic Doctor Who. And it was just a mess. Yeah, and also, didn't he go on record saying that one of the original drafts in his script that he wanted the Cybermen to come out out of the sea from Brighton? Yeah, that never happened. Yeah. Oh, this is one thing I don't like about Moffat, because me, personally, I like the Earth-based episodes, but some weird reason he doesn't. <laughs> but... I don't know, it's like, I, I don't think Moffat's a great writer. I really don't. It's not, you know, again, I wouldn't have a problem with him if he wasn't showrunner. That's that's the thing. It's yeah, like, he's a good episode-based writer, but he's not a good arcing storyline writer. Oh, God, because, again, we're talking about the same guy who constantly spent the last fucking years with Doctor Who, retconning every fucking thing that Tennant and... And uh, what's his face? Davis worked on. That annoyed me considering that because like everything that's happened up to this point is just hasn't happened. And I know some people said no, 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 but no one is meant to know about the aliens and stuff like that. And I went, well, the amount of time Earth has been invaded, you think you can re-wreck on everything, but yeah, it, there's just there's just some things you just have to let go, you know. That's the kind of the problem with continuity-based shows. It's like, because they're going to do stuff in the classic series, and you're going to have to... You're going to have to retcon it at some point. And that's my problem with Doctor Who as a whole. It's like, it's a show that constantly fucking retcons itself, and it yeah. just it's a mess. It's just yeah. a mess. And that's why, that's why I always say to people, if you're going to get into it, try yeah. and keep an open mind, because it's hard to get into this yeah. and, and, and not nitpick the shit out of it. Yeah, and the thing, thing again, I can sum this up about Moffat's writing, is that this is basically a good, basically, this is what the critics said about the Bell St. John, in that episode he's written. Um, okay, basically they said, they basically got positive reviews, but felt that the plot and the thread were lacking. Would you agree with that? That how do you sum up Stephen Moffat as a writer? Pretty much, like it has good I- he has good ideas, but the fucking 
characters and and plot just doesn't it just doesn't add up it it oh and i again i don't hate matt smith i think he's a fine actor and all but fuck me do i hate his version of the doctor yeah. I cannot stand oh, it. What, you mean Mr. Ipo and my sonic screwdriver for, to use it for almost everything? Pretty much. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the problem with Moffat. It's like he, he wants to write him as like the superhero type character, and I'm kind of like, well, the Doctor isn't like that. The Doctor's just this weird guy who goes around from time, from each time period and gets himself in trouble. Yeah. That's... Not by his own doing, by the way. Most of the time he just... Shit goes down and he just shows up randomly. That's how most of the classic episodes were. He would just show up randomly. And he's just like, here I come to save the day. Pretty much so you sum of Doctor Who. Not that he goes looking for the... Well, he kind of does, but still at the same time, it's not like he's not intentionally looking for, for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like... God, what was the episode? Um, it was the Tom Baker uh, serial where... Was it Ark in Space or something like that, if I remember correctly? What happens in it? Where uh, he wants, to, where the Doctor wants to leave Earth, and he goes on a spaceship, and there was these creepy alien bugs lurking around. Oh, are we talking about the class Doctor here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I've, I know which one you're talking about, but I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, but but my point is I bring that, up, bring that episode up is because... He doesn't go looking for trouble. He says, I want to leave Earth and, you yeah. know, go go back. And then he goes into the space. He finds this random spaceship crashed on Earth and he goes in. And, and then he finds out that there are these weird alien yeah. bugs running around, you know? Again, um, I can give you another good example. It's back in during um, when um, Christopher Eccleston was the Doctor. And again, it's like the episode... Oh, God, what happens in it? It's the end of the world episode. Basically, he takes Rose to see this um, this historical event in history, and basically, he doesn't go looking for the trouble, but the trouble happens while he was there. Yeah, you know. Again, with like, um, yeah, it's just it's just some of the stuff. You well, just, it, what was it? the The first episode, the first appearance of the Master, he just shows up and starts causing trouble, and then one of the Time Lords goes up to the Doctor and says, "Hey." The Master's on Earth, he's up to something, fix yeah. it. <laughs> this is the reason why I prefer Russell T. Davison as a show writer over Stephen Moffat, is that is the reason why he works basically, Russell T. Davison, he does make these big events, but he doesn't oversaturate it in this, like, this big, almighty dooms, well, again, that's probably the wrong word in again, but he doesn't like really, really go over over the top with it. Basically, there's stuff when basically they do feel like it's a crisis and it's very contained. With Moffat, it's all over the place. Yeah, it's a, and again, I'll bring this up because I fucking hate this character to no end. River Song. She was good when they first used her, but then she was overused. Because they built her up like she was gonna change the fucking. Doctor Who universe, and then she didn't do jack shit. She just died. It's just like there you go, and and you spent and he spent like what fucking six or seven episodes with her. Like it. Yeah. I just don't like that. If you're gonna bring in a character and make him like the end of the world type bullshit, just 
try to build them up properly. Don't have her come in and be this mysterious character. And, and, and it's like, oh, is she a female Time Lord? Is she the female Time Lord? And then just fucking pull pull a random shit out of your ass and, and then go, well, she's just the daughter of some other fuckers we don't care about. Yeah. Again, it's like, um, I don't know, it's just some weird, weird stuff going on there. But apart from that, um, I'm looking forward to... Um, to... Um, What's his name? Being the Doctor, Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I'm looking forward for Peter Capaldi looking at the Doctor, and also I'm glad that the woman playing Clara, Jenny. Um, oh God, I'm forgetting. I'm, I'm forgetting their names now. Because um, <laughs> it's been so long since we talked about that. Yeah, I know. Uh, Jenny Coleman. Jenny Coleman. I just I, I can't remember that name. Um, I actually am um, going to see her at Comic Con thing, so that's going to be interesting. Oh, take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I actually got a photo shoot thing with her. <laughs> so yeah that's going to be interesting uh, yeah but yeah Doctor Who again good show I'm kind of looking forward to it but until I see a proper trailer I'm not going to be hyped yeah because I'm, I'm, that's why I'm not like talking about the trailer I'm just talking about the release date because that yeah. trailer that they showed was fucking garbage or you, you, you mean like the TARDIS like in Syria the TARDIS in like lights you just see the silhouette of the Doctor and like explode, tiny explosions going off into the TARDIS and basically everyone creamed their pants over it and I'm just like that's it <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> god Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, that's why, like, I talked about the release date because I'm like, finally, you gave us a fucking release date. Because I don't like this about the BBC where they're like, "Oh, we're gonna make series eight. Okay, are you gonna give us a defined release date so I can know when we're gonna watch it?" Yeah, I don't know, August. Yeah, and um, at the moment, but I think it's gonna happen. I guarantee it's gonna happen. It's gonna it's gonna be a split series again. Of course, because I'm pretty sure they already got they already done filming for like what six or seven episodes, and the yeah. rest is probably still like unfinished. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the only other thing I could talk about this um, they had this image in the newspaper when the TARDIS shrunk, and you see Peter Cabello basically trying to struggle to get out of the TARDIS, and then having a go at Clara. <laughs> so I'm guessing basically they're going to continue that whole storyline that Clara get blamed every single time the TARDIS something goes wrong with the TARDIS eh, okay That's, that was one of the few yeah few decent stuff yeah. from from Moffat's well that I didn't mind that much I can say one thing Moffat's doing he's finally bringing back a two part episode for this season oh f- thank fuck for that because I'm but, tired of but it's the final <laughs> oh, we got three. No, no. How many episodes have we played Moffat this season? Hey, I'm looking at this. Twelve, so, I think. One, two. Uh, officially, he's writing four episodes, but we all know he's going to. He's 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 a co-writer on all of them, and he rewrote everything. <laughs> oh God, I'm just. I. Again. I, I think I saw this thing on Tumblr or something where someone posted up a picture saying, and they wrote, I hope Peter Capaldi pulls a Tom Baker and rewrites scripts when when uh, Stephen Moffat isn't looking. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm sorry, the dude is not a good writer at all. 
Well, I wouldn't say not a good writer. I'm just saying that he's not a good showrunner. Yeah. Just oh god, like it's just like, please have an idea where you want to go with this instead of because because again, like it's not like the classic series where they did whatever they wanted because they didn't have an idea where the fuck they wanted to go because it was just serials and each serial was a different adventure and that was the whole point of it. Now we've moved on to the episodic format and with the episodic format, you kind of need the, uh, a main story to go on. Yeah. You can have filler episodes here and there, but stick to the main story. You know? fair, fair enough, fair enough. Now that's how most... That's how, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles does it. That's how the new show, like, does their writing. They they have a main story, and then they would usually throw in a filler episode here and there, but they would stick to that main story till the end. Mm-hmm. True. So, yeah, that's pretty much about Doctor Who, I would say. So, again, August 23rd, for everyone who wants to, you know, care. Mm-hmm. It's August, August 23rd, and I, I do like Peter Capaldi's outfit, because it reminds me a lot of uh, John Pertwee. Oh, John Pertwee's fucking awesome. Because <laughs> I can tell, it's like, dude, you picked those colors because you like John Purpose Doctor, and I don't blame you because he's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, um, what's next on the, the agenda? Uh, I know this is old news, but we kind of... We, <laughs> we didn't talk about, about this. We, we didn't talk about this last time because we talked about Alpha and the Chipmunks for, like, what, fucking 30 minutes? Straight last time. Well, and... this is what happens when we bring up shit films. <laughs> we go off talking and talk about them. <laughs> oh, what was it? Um, they announced two directors for the for Star Wars spinoffs, so it's confirmed that they are doing Star Wars spinoff movies, and one of them is, uh, what's his face? The guy who did Godzilla. Yay! Uh, <laughs> Your favorite film of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so it was mine. Um... Uh, what was his name? Gareth Edwards, I think yeah. his name was, yeah. Uh, he's doing one, and the other guy... Uh, what's his face? Shit. <laughs> guy who did Looper is doing another one. So, it, it's kind of interesting to see that um, they're going... Uh, Ryan Johnson, yeah. Ryan, Ryan Johnson is doing uh, another Star Wars movie, so... It's uh, it's going to be interesting because um, you know they're they're no because uh, what was it no Gareth Edwards doing a spinoff and Ryan Johnson is directing the next episode so they are doing like different directors for each episode which I kind of like because they don't want to fucking stick to one director with, to, throughout the entire saga so yay <laughs> yeah I guess, I guess they're. You know, having different directors to do stuff is is kind of has a hit or hit or miss type thing because Marvel does that with their movies, and some some of them are good, some of them are fucking awful. But you know, at least they're you know, at least they're not they, they don't stick to one guy and say you direct everything and we don't we don't care. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting choice, and um, I'm kind of interested to see where they're going with this. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Again, it's it's Star Wars and it's you know controversial, and I think we talked about this. And look, I, I I'm kind of I'm excited. I'm hopeful that these movies will be a little bit better than the last crap we've gotten with Star Wars. And yeah, and just 
have a proper canon that doesn't suck, please. Because <laughs> you cleaned up all that shit with the non with the with the universe. Now it's time to you know bring it all back in. Yeah. <laughs> True. So yeah. Um, Anything else you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to perk your twerk a little bit. Um, Transformers. Four. Uh, have you seen it? Um, yes and no, but I just want to quickly mention something. What? <laughs> well, think about it this way. Because here's uh, the thing. Like, I, like, you know... He made I, a I, I, on his first week. I, I know it made a lot of money, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's fucking terrible and whatnot. And I'm kind of, I think I said this on the last podcast. I'm like... You go into a Transformers movie, it's the fourth movie. At this point, why are you even shocked? Yeah. Like, like I, I don't understand this whole vitriol crap of, oh, this movie sucks, this movie sucks. Well, what did you fucking expect? Yeah. Well, this is what I mean. The film's not officially out here in the UK, but I basically just reading up about it. And is it th- is that serious? It made, it grossed 301 million worldwide over opening weekend. That is insane. I don't know, because some sources say no, some sources say yes, but... Sorry. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, because these movies do make a lot of money. Yeah. And and again, I'm kind of happy that they do, because if, it, if, if they didn't make this much money, then, you know, Hollywood wouldn't, you know, then uh, Hasbro... Wouldn't be continuing to give us Transformers crap if if uh, you know these movies weren't successful. Like if if it wasn't for these movies, Transformers would just be like another nostalgic thing that we would, that people talk about that ne- will never you know ever be relevant again. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. Because because that's why like again I'm I haven't seen the movie and I'm not gonna judge it until I've seen it. Yeah. And um and, and everyone who complains I just I just said like look, you know, you know what you were expecting when you went to yeah. this. Don't fucking don't give me that shit about oh, this movie sucks and blah 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 Michael Bay blah blah blah. We, just you you I think we definitely gotta talk about this when when we've both actually seen the film. But Yeah, um, yeah. Because I can't judge it, I'm sorry. Yeah. I I wish I could but I wish I could, but, but I the, can't. But the game you can. Oh yes. <laughs> oh. So is this? I heard a rumor. This is just a rumor. Apparently, they had this. They basically they had these two games in development. The one that was going to be for the movie, and then one that's going to be for, for for the Cybertron series. And what I heard, apparently, they had these two. Basically, these two studios that were making it, and they thought, okay, let's just merge the two games together, so we got a whole game. Yes, and that's what they did because I played it, and that's what it is because it felt so weird because it it you can tell that they originally wanted to do a movie tie-in game, and and they were like, oh shit, you know, we don't have enough budget to uh, to do that, so just so just take all the Cybertron stuff that was supposed to be the third game and put it in this game. So how and does it's that work? Uh, you want me to explain this to you because it's fucking dumb? Okay, explain. I'm I'm actually curious. 
So it starts off with on Earth, and by Earth it means like you know a movie tie-in stuff with you know the there are only three Autobots: Drift, Bumblebee, and Optimus, and they're all movie forms. And then you have Lockdown comes into Earth, and he's like, "I want to, I want the Dark Spark," which, which is basically just an evil Matrix of leadership. That's what it is. It's nothing that special. He takes it, and it's like, I, and Optimus is like, I thought this day would never come. And then they flash back to Cybertron, and it's at this point where you see that the game is, is Cybertron. It's basically like the, the old, uh, the old, the first two Cybertron games. Yeah. And, and they try their best <laughs> yeah. to, 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 to put this shit together, saying that these are the flashbacks. To, 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 to the to the series and so it's just like wait so the movie is the future and Cybertron is the past yeah it was just so can you tell this shit was poorly put together can you tell wow <laughs> that's that's pretty mind blowing also, it's supposed to take this. This is this shit supposed to take place. The events of this is supposed to take place before the second. The events of the second game. Oh, so basically. But, so but like, the oh, problem I... is. But the problem is, if you played the second game, you know that Megatron gets his body destroyed and gets a new body. And when you encounter Megatron in this game, he has his new body. So, <laughs> someone fucked up royally on that continuity. Again, two same studio developing two separate games. Publisher came to them, right? You need to merge two games together. It was awful. The game was just. I'll I'll say this: I've played Amazing Spider-Man Two. I <laughs> thought that was the I thought that was the worst <laughs> piece. Of, I thought that was the worst piece of shit ever. But. Fucking Rise of the Dark Spark makes that look amazing by comparison. <laughs> I heard that Dinobot is a piece of shit to control in the game. Oh, he has Grimlock, his own control. Grimlock, yeah, Grimlock. Grimlock. Grimlock gr- that that section with him when you're playing as him, he was garbage. Cause, cause it's basically like, oh, you, you're supposed to be unstoppable and whatnot, but all you do is run around and and fucking smash things. So the Hulk. And it's not. Yeah, and it's not fun because when you're when you're in robot mode, you're very vulnerable. But when you're in dinosaur mode, your health doesn't like decrease that much. It's just garbage. It's fucking awful. That's that is bad. Also, the final boss, I refuse to even say this, even call it a final boss is a fucking joke. Want to know how you beat him? Uh. Want to know how you beat him? He stands up on the on the fucking um you know, he's standing up and he it's like he's standing on on a top of a of a, of a of a machine and and you have to hit him and then he teleports down and guess how you fight him when he teleports down how not by shooting him even though you have guns and uh, even though at, up until that point all you've been doing is shooting enemies in the fucking face and that's all you know yeah you have to wait for him to to melee attack and then when he misses, you melee him. Wow. And that is the only way to get his health to decrease. Who is the final boss, anyway? Lockdown, the movie guy. Oh. Voiced by Greg Berger. 
The guy who did the voice yeah. for the original Grimlock in an 80s cartoon. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I've been told as well that um, the ending of the game in the credit sequence, apparently there's offers playing for the um, Transform Generation 1 continuity. See the dark spot. Oh, God, that was awful. Where it ends, and then you just see him cla- being classic Optimus Prime walking in a desert for no fucking reason. And then he sees it fall back down to Earth, and he's like, I thought this day would never come. Again. Yeah. <laughs> God Every damn. single time. God damn it. <laughs> and didn't you leave Earth? <laughs> yeah. And didn't it destroy me with the, ma- the Matrix of Leadership? <laughs> it's like he has the Matrix of Leadership and he, and he... And not once does he use it in the, in the fucking game until the very end when you beat Lockdown and he uses it in a fucking cutscene. Well, and, and another thing. And another fucking thing. <laughs> You 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 storm the base with with Drift and Bum with Drift and Bumblebee, and yet 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 you fight Lockdown alone. And then when you finally beat him, they show up and and help you. Where the fuck were you five minutes ago? Yeah, but yeah, again, but dude, you must use the lead, the Matrix leadership in your darkest hour. <laughs> fuck this shit. <laughs> this game is awful, and I and I already hated it when it fucking. When I tried playing online and the game fucked up on me, and then I and then I restarted my console, and then when I restarted, all my data was corrupted, and I had to play all this shit again. Yeah. Fuck me. And also, um, a friend of mine, um, he got a three he got the 3DS version. Guess what the 3D verse 3DS version is? What? A strategy RPG game. <laughs> it's melee combat and it's turn based. Basically, the combat is rendered in 3D character models, but the overworld is used in 2D sprites, sort of, sort of like the Fire Emblem games, I've been told. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. That, <laughs> that idea sounds so retarded, I want to just check it out just to see how retarded it is. Yeah, it's just like... It's, it's mind-boggling. I played a little bit of it, but, you know, it's... Very weird, but I, I thought I wanted to mention that too, just to get your reaction on it. <laughs> it's like, hey, we got the Transformers game, and you know, we got limited 3DS compatibility. Make it a fucking turn-based strategy game. <laughs> and the thing is, is, that game is actually made by a separate studio. That was made by um, WayForward Technologies. Oh, of course, because fucking Edge of Reality. Fuck Edge of Reality. I, I, <laughs> after this game, I don't want to play anything made by you fuckers. Well, well, not even DuckTales Remastered. <laughs> that was actually a good remake, to be honest. <laughs> That's a good remastered. You can't, you can't deny that. Also, also when I when I looked these guys up, I'm like, oh, so you're the fuckers who were in charge of the console port of Dragon Age Origins. So I know who to fucking blame for that piece of shit. Why have we Dragon Age Origins? Because I'm really not that fussed about it. Because if you played the PC version, it's a good game. Okay. But when you played the fucking console version, it's a mess. Because uh. for, what, for whatever reason, they decided to take a point-and-click game and turn it into a fucking hack-and-slash game that just doesn't work and it's just garbage. Shit. Sounds like fun. Also, they were in charge of importing Mass Effect 1 onto the PS3, so... Haven't played that. <laughs> yeah. 
Because, again, it's like, yes, the people who are in charge of porting shit onto consoles, yes, give them money to make a game. Because, you know... Yeah. This game sucks. <laughs> God. So, yeah, I think I broke you. So, I, I think I've I, I been a good episode. <laughs> and like I said, I played Amazing Spider-Man 2 the game all the way through... And I thought that was the worst it, it was going to get, but I was wrong. I was fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. And now you know. So my moral of the story is, kids, if you see a video game based on a movie, don't play it. Just yeah. don't. <laughs> so, yeah. After that long rant, I think I'm done here. So... Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all later. Bye. Bye.